Welcome to Loans Elevated, the podcast that brings you the latest industry news, expert interviews, and insightful discussions that will help you stay ahead in this dynamic market. I'm your host, Brock Lassick, and I've spent years in the trenches of the mortgage industry, helping individuals and businesses navigate the complex landscape of real estate financing. I'm your co-host, TJ Heidenreich, and together we'll cover a wide range of topics from business strategies that skyrocket your success to mindset and motivation that fuel your growth. Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode, and we have another guest on the show, like we said we would do in season two. Uh, and this is another very special guest, maybe my most special, uh, because it's my dad, Shan Lassig. Uh, he runs the construction division nationally for Cross Country Mortgage, so the same company that I work for. Uh, Shan, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, son. Yeah. Appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. I'm stoked to be able to do this together. Pretty exciting. So we wanted to talk about construction loans because that's Shan's specialty. He's been in the business 35 years, and throughout that time, about 32 of the 35 years have been dedicated almost solely to construction lending or new construction financing. So he is literally the guy when it comes to construction financing. So we're, I'm excited to have him here, talk a little bit about how we can use construction lending to solve some of the issues we face today. And one of those that, that I find is a, a major problem, and it's not just I find, it's, it's clear nationally, but especially here in Utah, mm-hmm. we have an inventory issue. And we have literally historic low inventory levels. <clears throat> and one of these solutions would be leveraging the construction programs we offer here at Cross Country. Yes, that is correct. We have uh, an array of products that help you either have a lot that you currently own or you can purchase a lot at the same time that you build the home. So we have lots of options. Yeah, so we've got a one-time close and a two-time close. I kind of want you to dive into differentiating those two. And to clarify what Shan just said, you don't have to own a lot already in order to use a construction loan. You can buy the lot with the construction loan and avoid a lot loan altogether. But if you already own the lot, whether you paid cash or you have a lot loan, we can also wrap that into the construction loan. So no matter what your situation is, we can make it work. So let's dive into the difference of one-time versus two-time. Maybe just highlight what a one-time close looks like and then let's highlight what a two-time close looks like. Perfect. I want to just reiterate what Brock said, that when it comes to buying a lot, the lot does not need to be purchased by the builder or that the builder owns the lot. You can buy that lot from a third-party individual, or you can own that lot. So that's really important to know that we'll close those simultaneous together, whether that's a one- or two-time close. So I'm going to break it down for you in the one-time close scenario and the two-time close scenario. So our one-time close scenario is a true one-time close. Cross-country has the ability, because we are a debt seller servicer, which means we service the debt for Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, Jenny May, which is FHA, as well as VA, we provide one-time close financing. When you buy the home, you're going to actually purchase the home as if the home were already built. So when we close that loan, your loan is locked, closed, and funded. So let's take a, a kind of a scenario based of what that looks like. I'm now qualified. I've now closed and funded my transaction. What happens when the house is built? What do I need to do? You don't need to do anything. You don't need to requalify. You don't need to do anything except for sign the modification, move into your home, and start making your house payments. That is a big, big incentive for one-time closed transactions when it comes to qualifying and having the builder worry about maybe having a spec mm-hmm. home because you don't qualify at the end versus where you're at today. As we've known in our environment over the last couple of years, there's been a lot of economic changes in our world. So knowing that you're actually done and closed is a very good comfort. 
Second of all, the loan is already locked up front. So let's say, for instance, today interest rates are at 7% and you've locked your loan up front for, for uh, that 12-month period during the vertical construction and I'm at 7%. But at the end of the transaction, let's say mar- the market got better and rates were at 5.5% again, which we all hope that happens. Yep. At Cross Country, we offer a free float down on every single one-time close the final 30 days of when the house is complete and before you occupy. If interest rates are better, you actually get the better interest rate. So, so that you is get powerful. The best of both worlds. Yep. Yeah, and I hope everybody heard that. Basically, what we're saying is you have you, you lock in your rate. Your rate cannot get higher than where rates are today. And there is a risk that everybody's you know concerned about because rates are higher than we've seen. That anyone, no one expected rates to be even as high as they are now. So the risk and the the underlying concern is, man, what if they still go higher yet? And so you get to lock in that rate, but. The beauty is at the end, you get to take advantage of lower rates if that comes and you don't need to pay for a refi. You just automatically get that lower rate. That is super powerful. And also avoiding the risk, like Shan said, about needing to requalify for the mortgage or whatever. That's powerful. So one-time close, correct me if I don't have this right. We do a conventional one-time close on a, obviously a primary residence. We can mm-hmm. also do second home and investment that property. Is, that is correct. On a one-time close. So guys, we are the only lender out in the marketplace today that is not a bank that offers one-time close investment transactions. And as Brock has, t- has stated on a couple of uh, episodes before, on the, uh, on the uh, build or buy and rent, the rental pool has grown substantially in the state of Utah, across the America, but in the state of Utah. So you have an individual who wants to hold a piece of property for rent in the future. We can close that as a one-time close as an investment. So uh, you can have an investor that has a piece of land or can find a piece of land and they can go build a property as a rental property. And you can even build a fourplex, right? Up to a fourplex? You you can build up to a fourplex, but on the fourplex, anything that's multifamily up to to the fourplex is considered a two-time close. Mm. And the reason it's a two-time close is because we're facilitating a multi-transaction of four different units all built into one in the one-time close environment for that. You cannot do that on a multifamily because that would be four different transactions. Got it. Okay. So conventional, you got primary investment, second home. We also offer offer FHA and VA. Now on conventional with a primary home, let's just talk about primary as little as 5% down, right? 5% down. Yep. Which is literally, it's the maximum financing uh, that, that conventional offers without doing a grant program. Got it. So 5% down. FHA three and a half percent down and on VA, which is honestly one of my favorite things about these programs we offer, we can finance up to 100% LTV on a VA, right? That is correct. Up to 100% and all the way up to a million. So we'll go to a million dollars on a one-time closed VA at 100% loan to value. And then we'll go up to as high as 2 million with only 5% down, which is the VA requirement, which is essentially VA's 100% financing. And the one caveat I want to throw out with FHA is we don't have overlays. So if the FHA transaction is going to be a gift of the 3.5%, we honor it. So 100% gift funds. Yep. Yep. Wow, that's super powerful. So th- this is like literally you can you can build your dream home for most people, especially on VA, $2 million bucks. Uh, virtually anyone's dream home will fit in that metric. And the limitations for down payment, or I guess the qualifications for down payment, are just as if you were to buy a regular house. There's no additional stringent requirements, which is super powerful. So now, let's not, you, you touched on two-time close with investment. Mm-hmm. But let's just kind of give a compare and contrast briefly mm-hmm. uh, on how maybe the benefits or the use case for a two-time close versus a one-time. Okay, so in the one-time close environment, 
you have uh, very strict guidelines when it comes to the product because you're actually closing the loan as if the house were built. In a two-time close environment, we're actually closing the loan as a construction loan. Yep. And then when the house is done, the lasting team will be refinancing that transaction into the end loan or the permanent financing. During that period of a two-time close, there's a myriad of advantages or options that you can actually offer on a two-time close that's they're not available on a one-time close. For instance, one of our very best products that nobody else really offers this at all is having the ability to not include your current house payment that you live in, not have to sell your house payment and move into temporary housing during the vertical construction, mm-hmm. and you don't make a house payment on the home that's being built until you occupy it because you can finance the interest reserve. Yeah. That's a huge advantage for a two-time close. Or in other instances for a two-time close, let's say that you aren't worried about that number and you don't care about the payment, but what you care about is my end loan is going to be far less money than what I need for my construction right, loan Right, because you're selling your house and investing the equity into the or new what, house. Or whatever done. that yeah, may be. Got it. So let's say we're going to do a $700,000 construction loan, but my end loan, I only want to carry $400,000 because mm-hmm. I know that $300,000 is going to come. Mm-hmm. We have the ability to collateralize the debt that you're going to sell, and you can then make that payment during the construction and before it's built and before you refinance. And then because that loan now has been principally curtailed by the amount you've paid, your new your new end loan is now the amount that you want. Right, right. So you don't have to borrow. The, the amount of financing can change through the process because normally it takes about a year to build a house and a lot can happen in a year. And uh, so let's let's kind of pare back a little bit and and chunk some of this down. So uh, one of the most powerful benefits, that a, a huge issue that I find in my business is people are like, man, I would love to build a house, but I'm not going to uproot my family, move us into a rental property and pay a rent payment and pay a mortgage payment on the new construction home and have to sell my house right now. And it's just too complicated. So they just forget about it. What we're saying on this program is it enables you to build your new home. You do not have to sell your current residence. You don't- Or move out. Exactly. You don't have to move out. You don't have to sell your current residence. You don't have to qualify with two payments. So we will assume that based on your expectation and intention that you're going to sell the property, we will qualify you based on that property being sold at a future date or even qualify if they intend to rent the property, qualify with the rental income. So think about that. That's one thing that I wanted to hit on. And we have a lot of this as the rental pool has has increased. I think that I have more opportunity actually making money on a monthly basis to rent my home versus sell it but I don't qualify for both house payments. Right. What can I do? Well, at Cross Country, we can collateralize that debt, validate that there's enough equity in your house that you don't have to make that payment and we don't have to qualify you on that payment and you can finance the interest reserve on the, on, on the right. construction loan. So when you depart the residence and you get the end loan, now you have the ability to either sell or depart and rent. Right. Yeah, which is powerful. So we can either use rental to come to qualify you if you plan to rent it. We can omit the payment altogether if you plan to sell it at the end, uh, which is really powerful. And what Shannon's saying, collateralize the debt, what we mean is we can use the equity in your current residence. So let's say you plan to sell the property on a two-time close. We can use that equity. And a lot of people here in Utah especially have 
hundreds of thousands in equity in their home. We can use that equity as cross collateral that would apply towards the down payment on the new home you're building. So just for example, so you have 300,000 in equity in your house, you're building a million dollar house. You want to do 20% down on that house. You have 300 grand equity in the current residence. We could just collateralize the equity in that current residence. And you don't even have to write a check for a down payment to begin building the new house. So that, this that is money insane. actually turns into cash, right? So it literally becomes paper cash for us to, to, to do the transaction. Yeah. That doesn't exist, guys. That that literally is a true benefit to the individual that wants to to, to make those decisions during the vertical construction as For opposed sure. to having to make those decisions before you start. Yep. Yep. So what I, I think what I would encourage uh, home buyers or, or realtors that are listening to share with your home buyers, I would encourage you to not quickly dismiss the idea of building a home or quickly think that you have to go build or excuse me, buy a home from a builder who uh, is building and, and funding construction themselves. Look at the idea of possibly going to buy a lot and hiring a builder to build a home. You get a more custom home uh, and, and it might fit the family's needs more. Don't just dismiss that it's not possible or there's some reason it doesn't work. Refer them to our team and we can analyze all the options. My bet is there is there's an option for virtually every family out there as long as we're leveraging one of these programs, whether it's a one-time or a two-time, there's an option that's going to fit almost every family's needs. So um, a, a, a couple other benefits that I find that I talk to clients about. And may I jump yeah. in real quick and just, I want to I want to reiterate the importance of knowing what the market is today, being able to do what you want to do today without having to wait until the house is built and the builder then can actually sell it to you. All of the dynamics of your life may change in that nine right. to 12 months. And then at that point, you may have gone under contract a year ago and now you're, the dynamics of everything have changed and you don't have a choice. Either you walk away from your contract or you make those sacrifices because you're under contract. Exactly. So you contract with a builder, you have risk of losing your earnest money. Mm-hmm. You do it this way, you own the property. You have ultimate control of your destiny. And there's another major benefit when you have, uh, w- when you get the construction loan in, in your name, instead of buying a newly built home from a builder, which is a purchase transaction, a construction loan, if it's uh, a two-time close, would be a refinance. So there's a chance that during the build phase, that home becomes, you know, increases in value. So you have soft equity is what I call it. So say you your build price is a million bucks to build the house or 800 grand or 500 grand, whatever it is. So uh, let's just say it's a million bucks. And at the end, maybe it's worth a million 75 mm-hmm. because home price appreciation has kicked in. You, bet. you get to use that $75,000 in equity. So you could either put more or excuse me, less money down on the home in the end on the end loan, yep. or you have a lower loan to value ratio, which means your loan terms could theoretically be better by doing it this way. So that's a powerful tool as well versus buying a newly built home from a builder as a purchase. Yeah, and that, again, that when you limit options, unfortunately, that limits your options. So yep. having <laughs> those options open during the vertical construction phase is just a, a, a great option to have. And that, that soft equity, guys, if you take an, a statistical average over just the last 20 years in the state of Utah, th- th- that number is crazy mm-hmm. what, what that equity's done for people. And we have a lot of people in Utah that have owned their properties for, let's say, 10 or 15 years. You probably have more equity in your house than you think. Mm-hmm. 100%. So now we talked a lot about the benefits that home buyers can get. Let's dive in and share with us what is a benefit to a builder? Why would a builder want to do this? Because I think there's a lot of misconceptions out mm-hmm. there for builders that don't already offer uh, or allow their clients to fund their own construction loans. There are some builders that mm-hmm. don't do it. Yep. And and I think there's misconception and fear that it's less desirable for the builder to do that. So let's talk about the benefits to a builder mm-hmm. for the buyer getting their own construction loan. So over the past, let's just say 22 years since 2001, 
we haven't experienced what we've experienced this year, and that is declining economics, raising interest rates. All the last 22 years, since 2001, the market has just exponentially gone up and up and up. So You mean home values. Home, home values, values have yep, gone up yep. and up and up, and almost that whole time, rates have gone down, down, down. Correct. Yeah. Or rates stabilized, but the value's still been going mm-hmm. up. So a builder in that environment wants to start the home, wants to get it to where, let's say they're 75% complete, and then they set the price because that price escalation that they want to appreciate. Mm. So that was one of the big benefits during that time of low interest rates, raising uh, raising uh, values of your property. So it was an opportunity for builders to essentially profit more. by They took on more risk yep. because they got the loan in their name and yep. they were specking this, but it, it they had the ability to not list it until they saw what the market was doing and then possibly sell it for more money. That, that's correct. Got it. And... And during that time, if you, if anybody uh, that, that's watching this podcast was under contract, there was a brand new clause about three years ago that was that, that was introduced to the marketplace called an escalation clause. They had escalation clauses even in purchase agreements mm. that if the property values escalated, they could also increase your, your your price. So that was one of the biggest reasons that builders said, "Geez, why would I want to guarantee the the the, the, the cost when I don't know what that's going to be? I think I'll end up selling it for more once it's seventy five percent complete." Right. That's that's one of the biggest advantages over the that past period. Take the last twenty months; it's a completely different scenario. Mm-hmm. Builders have taken on more risk. I'm the executive vice president. I sit on the HBA board for the state of Utah, and I get to talk to every builder that's in the state. The number one concern, starting last year and the entire year of 2023, has been risk associated with a contract that cannot close. Mm-hmm. So they start a home. It's now under contract. It's actually what they would consider what's called a pre-sold. Mm-hmm. And they get to the point where the borrower now needs to get ready to close. Borrower now doesn't qualify. It, they now have a spec home. They right. now have a home they have to resell. Probably going to have to lower the price. All kinds of different dynamics. Well, and they have a spec home that a client, it, it was pre-sold. So the client customized to whatever their family needed and wanted, which may not fit the needs of, of, a, of another family. So when they take it on, that's even more risk now added to the yep. builder because they have yep. to sell a customized home yep. for a family that didn't customize it themselves. That's exactly right. So now the number one question that builders are saying is, how can I bifurcate or how can I transition risk from me to the buyer? And let's make that an even risk association. Right. right. And with that being said, builders love the one and two time close because they only have to do what they do well and that's build the home. Right. They know the deal is done. It's the transaction is closed. Mm-hmm. That is such a benefit for builders. There's not a builder out there right now, not one, not a production builder and not a custom builder that is not looking for the ability to get that risk off the table and consummate the transaction up front. Got it. Yeah, so that's big. And the beauty is for a builder, they still get to control the draw process. So mm-hmm. it's not like homeowners can just say, no, I'm not paying you for the stuff that you've done. Built. That's a big risk that builders have. They get to control the draw process. So it's very seamless for the builder, but they get to transfer some of the risk to the home buyer. Now, the home buyers listening to this or realtors thinking in, you know, in light of what your home buyer might experience. Um, this doesn't mean this is a, a bad major issue for the buyer just because it benefits the builder. I'll give you an example of that. And then I want you to share your thoughts on this idea. But an example of that is when you're an owner. So if you do a construction loan, as opposed to the builder, you have ultimate control. You own that house. You get to choose whatever happens. So hopefully it doesn't happen, but God forbid something catastrophic 
catastrophic happens during the construction phase. You lose your job, um, you, there's a sickness, there's some reason you can't move forward on the transaction, which is kind of what Shan's alluding to here, uh, is the risk that builders took on. Well, as a home buyer, if you have the construction loan in your name and something catastrophic happens, you don't just have to say, oh crap, okay, fine, we're canceling our contract and losing our earnest money, which sometimes on new build can be $100,000. That's hard. You don't just have to walk away from that. You have options to say, crap, well, I don't have a solution, but maybe I could get a co-signer to help me qualify for this house. Maybe I could uh, get a co-signer to joint venture and turn it into an investment property because something happened, God forbid, through the transaction. Or you could choose to sell the property and take the profits or at least recoup what you had invested into the property as the buyer. So in my view, it's arguably, although it takes some risk off the builder, it's arguably more favorable for the home buyer to have control of that property because you get to choose whatever you want to do if something catastrophic happened. That's correct. And so um, I'll, I'll, I'll go into a little bit of detail on that because the, the point that you made is phenomenal. Uh, transaction, you're in the middle of that transaction, something, uh, life experience happens and, and that changes. You don't have to wait until that house is built you can actually start making your decisions of what you want to do during that time. Oh, wow. So you, they could sell it mid-construction if at, they had to. They could, they could actually market it as, mm. as, as, as a, a, a property that when it's done, they close. So there's and an eject they, button. I want to clarify one yeah. thing. We are not saying that you should get a construction loan and say you're going to live in it and, cre- and commit loan fraud and actually Correct. treat it as a spec. You should not be an investor trying to use this program and then go sell the property. Because but we this, have that program for investment properties. Exactly. But this is an eject button for those people that may face severe risks. You know, we all face risks. Like you could mm-hmm. get laid off. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. It, this is an eject button that makes it, it helps the builder take on less risk, but it doesn't put more risk on the buyer. That's the point we're making. So I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to clarify. No, that. no, you're good. And, and I, uh, the perception of that sometimes is a little bit um, fearful. So they're, they, they're uh, a buyer's like, well, geez, do I really want to take on that risk? You're already taking on that risk if the builder's carrying the, the construction loan and you're under contract because all of that money, like Brock said, that's, the, that's called hard earnest money. And hard means that the money is actually donated into the project and it's non-refundable. There's far more risk at that associated than there ever is you actually being on the loan because you have decisions that you can make that's best for your family. Right. And you can talk to your builder about what's that's best. As opposed to in the, the last 20 years, the builder makes those decisions, mm-hmm. uses an escalation clause, right. or says this, that, or the other, and you can't make those decisions. Those decisions yeah. can be made. And then I also want to touch on one thing that I really like when it comes to options. You think you know what you want to build. So you've started building and you're in the middle of it. And all of a sudden you're like, man, I wish I could have done that. Well, we allow a contingency fund and the contingency Mm. fund is like a credit line. So it's a line of credit established before we close that you can use during the construction for things that were not thought about, upgrades, Mm -hmm. overruns, anything like that. So let's say you decide to make that change and the money's there. You can then make those changes. You can't do that with a with, with a, a contract with the yeah. build with the builder unless you write a check to the builder. Right, right, yeah, that's crazy. So you have a slush fund to add upgrades if you want it, um, and that goes into the budget. But let's say you don't spend that slush fund; you don't have to pay for it just because you added it in the budget. You're only going to pay for what you spend, and that goes same goes with what we touched on, which is the interest reserve account. Yep. That account is what enables you to not make mortgage payments on the new home that you're building during the build phase. You don't have to make any payments, and we even have some builders that'll straight up pay 
pay for all of your closing costs and your interest yep. during the build if you build with them and you get the construction loan in your name. So you get all these benefits and you don't have to pay a dime for it. So anyway, really powerful stuff. We'd love for you to reach out to us. We would love to be a resource. Whether you're a realtor, a home builder, or, or a home buyer, we want to hear from you. If you have interest in understanding more about these programs, we can set up a consultation. But Shan, thank you so much for coming on. Dad, thank you for coming on. <laughs> yeah, you're very um, welcome. I appreciate it. And guys, I, I think what we've opened up is I'm sure that we've opened up a spectrum in your brain that maybe wasn't there, especially in the realtor side. Guys, as a realtor, the realtor fees are paid at closing, mm. not paid when the house is built. So as a realtor, you have a huge advantage of being able to do your hard work that you do as a, as a great realtor and not have to wait 12 months to get paid. To get paid, yeah. That's huge. Anyway, thanks for uh, joining us. Shan, thank you for, for speaking your knowledge and uh, creating this program that we can offer to our, to our people. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. For more industry insights, follow us on all platforms at Loans Elevated. And to get in touch with our team, call or text 801-713-4000 or visit loanselevated.com.